Welcome back to Drinking with Dog. It is a nice, lovely, rainy Thursday, February 23rd, 2023. Uh, before I get to my guest today, uh, my voice sounds awful. I was at the UConn game last night, and my voice does not sound like this because I was screaming and being a college student again. Um, my buddy Hawkins took me up, and I picked Hawkins up at his house. He lives over in Lex- Lexington Green, and he sits in the car, and we're about, I don't know, 10, not even 10 seconds from his house, and I'm like, dude, you smell like a, you smell like a fucking litter box. He's like... Oh, I didn't tell you? I go, what? He goes, oh, my mom has like 25 cats. Oh. And like, and then he handed me a hat. He goes, I got you a Yukon hat. And I just smelled it. And it was just, I'm like, I threw it in the trunk, in the back of my car. <laughs> so I sat next to this dude. I love him. I love you, Hawkins. Mean it. I sat next to this dude for, you know, an hour and a half ride up, ride back, tight, tight at the game. Oh, God. And then I woke up this morning. And my girlfriend's like, you were snoring all night. I'm like, I'm not sick. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't really snore too often. And then I woke up, I'm like, oh, man, yeah, that's this fucking cats. allergy. So, like, right <laughs> after this show, I'm going to CVS, get some allergy medicine. Because that is just, I, I don't do well with animals. Yeah, it's all yeah. Well. Oh, it sucks. It's anyway, so my guest, uh, Jennifer Mazzone. Yes, right. Mazzone. I don't want to be like Mazzone. Nope, you know? <laughs> people do that, but no. Jennifer, not only a, a great customer at the Stonebridge restaurant, yes. but um, today's topic is something I've never really divulged into. Um, I'm, I'm curious to kind of see your story, your side of it. Uh, I haven't thought about this topic in probably God knows how long. Most people don't. Most people, it's in kind of a backburner topic. And yeah. I don't want to call it, it used to be called assisted suicide. Correct? That a was lot kind of people of the, still, call, still it that. call it that. Yeah. We like to say aid in dying, mm-hmm. um, medical aid in dying, um, you know, a peaceful end. Um, it, it Those are much kinder terms. I mean, right. when someone's already been. You know, called and has a terminal illness. Um, how can we ease their suffering? I mean, nobody likes to suffer. They we take medicine all the time to help with little things that causes pain. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right, so let's let's go back. Okay. In time, uh, you were married to your wonderful husband Mike. Yes. And you have one son. We have oh. actually five children. We have five. Yes. Oh. Um, Mike has five. I have three stepchildren, and I oh, have okay. two with Mike. Gotcha. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, one is thirty something, lives in California. John is twenty six, lives around here, and he uh, works as a rigger. Um, Mars is twenty five, and. Um, has a criminal law background, criminal justice background. <laughs> yeah. Tighten that up a bit. Yeah, exactly. Criminal justice background. <laughs> and um, uh, Patrick is 18 and lives in Missouri with my family. And uh, Marcus is 14, freshman at Amity High School and Russell's. Are you a Chiefs fan? Uh, no. No. Oh. <laughs> Weird. I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan for okay. baseball. And then I'm a Cardinals uh, football because oh. the year that I left – Yeah. And came to uh, New England was the year that the Rams came. So I wasn't even a Rams fan. And now uh, we don't even have a football team. No, there's no football team. Right. So I'm still an Arizona <laughs> Cardinal. <laughs> but the whole family's pretty much Dolphins, except for Marcus. He's a Steelers fan. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So your husband then gets diagnosed with ALS. Yeah. It was what that, was the first... What brought him to the doctor? Because so, this disease is... It's very Crazy. tricky, yeah. yes. And uh, Mike is pretty pretty savvy and smart. So um, we actually weren't married. We lived together just like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell forever. We just yeah. had too many kids. And one day we, you know, fell back in love, 
went on this wonderful trip, and he asked me to marry him, and I said yes. So we get married September 29th, 2013, and he had noticed on his hand that this muscle had caved in, like completely fat, flat. So he starts looking it up, and he's like, I'm really sick. And I'm like, you're at the gym li- lifting right. 250 pounds. And don't believe what you read on the internet. Exactly, you know? like, yeah, exactly. It's the worst thing to do. I'm like, stop it, really? So... He starts making appointments with one of his doctors, and they're doing all these tests, and everything's negative. I'm like, yes, it's negative. And I'm like, see, he told you so. And he's like, Jen, when you start getting a lot of small things that are negative, it's probably going to be something big. And I'm like, you know, and this is like, so finally, final test was two months after we got married, he gets diagnosed with ALS. So Dr. Kokahar at Yale, the head of neurology, diagnosed him with it. So many... You know, nerve ending test. I mean, it was many tests. It, right. ALS is very hard to diagnose. It's not like a pinprick. Right. You know, right, you right. have Blunt to do test, a series right. of elimination to. It's to an elimination get, test, right? Yeah. Right, right. It's it's pretty difficult to do that. So. So that was in 2013. 2013, almost, like November between yeah, say, between Christmas Thanksgiving time. and right. Christmas, yeah, we yeah. got the news, and you know, I had to tell the family, I had yeah. to tell the kids. It was uh, it was pretty difficult. Mike did a fabulous job of talking to the kids about this. So. We told the older kids first, and we made sure that they understood that younger kids handle stuff like this very, like kids. They're right. going to laugh. They're going to make a joke. They're going to say, ew, are you contagious? Right. Like, that's normal. Yeah. Right. So we prepped them to not be off-put by that. So they knew before the younger kids knew, and then we told them together. Right, right. So, so as yeah. time progresses, you know, obviously he gets worse. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I like we were talking about earlier. Well, yeah. Brett, Brett's father passed from this disease. I didn't know him that well, but I saw him in different stages. You know, you yeah. see somebody every couple of months. You're like, well, they deteriorate. Right, right, they de- de- yeah, decline faster. Um, so I guess you know, let's let's talk about the end. Like, okay. Um, obviously, you're dealing with the kids and, and yourself and all the emotions that go into it, and yeah, and he still has his his mental ability. Absolutely, he is not. He's not losing that. Nope. So now he's basically, I guess, a lot of words, it's like trapped in your own body. Yeah, there was yeah. many things he couldn't do. You know, he was an MMA fighter. He had dealt into that. He went to the gym every day. And yeah. those are things he couldn't do. You, When you have ALS, your muscle doesn't repair. So everybody knows to build muscle, you have to tear the muscle right. by heavier weight. Yeah. And it rebuilds. Well, you can't do that. So the doctor's like, you know, just lift 10-pound weights and... Of course, my husband was like, you can go F yourself, dude. I'm not doing that. He's right. like, you think I'm going to be a wimp at the gym? Right, right. <laughs> he was such a pain in the ass. It was funny <laughs> for a while. But in the end, he didn't go. And uh, he lasted six years. Yeah. So the first two or three years, I mean, he was really big and really muscular. And that, the doctor and us feel that might have helped him because there was so much muscle to eat through mm-hmm. to get it to where he didn't. So, um you know, we had a lot of nice, wonderful trips in those three years, but the last three years we didn't really travel at all. It was very difficult for him. The yeah. last one or two trips that we did, I would pack everything. I'd have the car loaded. He's like, "What were you doing?" I was going to do it. I was like, "Oh, I was bored. I just wanted to do it." He'd get on the he would get on the plane. He was so exhausted, he couldn't even barely move. You know, when you're that exhausted and you're still trying to plow through for your family, you get short and right. angry and frustrated that you're trapped and. And he fought for this, and he he wasn't able to see this come through. I mean, how terrible for someone that wants to have a choice 
and to not have that happen when you fight so hard for it. Right. So, and they might feel you know they go out with dignity, their dignity. That's um, what he wanted. Yeah, he did. And the end was very difficult. You know, you, you know, what are the things you want in life? I want to go out to dinner. I want to have fun. I want to watch movies. I want to have intimacy with my husband. I want to be able to pull up my own pants and clean all the stuff that I can to make myself feel good and look pretty when I'm with him. And he couldn't do any of that. So right. when he wanted to shower, I had to shower him. When he wanted cleaned up and do all those little cute things that a wife or a husband doesn't have to see, I had to do those for him. When the medications got so much and, you know, your body keeps everything in there, yeah. I'm the one that has to give him medicine to make all that release. And that is humiliating for him. And he should not have had to go through that. Right. He wanted the choice to be able to make those decisions for himself. And it was robbed of him. He fought at the Capitol and gave his testimony. And it didn't come to fruition. He was robbed of that. It's right. uh, it's not right, you know. Well, well, we'll get to the bill in a second. Yep. Um, you know, we talked before the show, you know, I feel how I feel inside about certain things. If I was in his position, um, I would be like, I'm burdening everybody, you know? And I didn't know your husband, but I'm assuming everything you've talked about him, that he was, you know, this big, strong, you know, Italian MMA male. fighter. Yeah. Um, but he didn't want that for anybody. I would I would guess. I don't know. I'm putting words into his mouth. But I, I, I have a feeling that with a disease like this, that, you know, along with that comes, you know, Everyone's doing everything for me, and I, you know, I feel bad. It was it was on his mind a lot. Um, they did produce a documentary on our family <coughs> called "Prescription for Peace of Mind," and uh, in that they filmed him, and he said they asked that question, um, and he said um, it took him a while to get it out, but he said that it bothers me what my wife has to go through and my children have to see. I don't, I don't want that. For me, obviously, as a wife, I graciously and would have cared for him of course. without reservation. Right. But I also know how I would feel for my family if it was happening to me. And I know how it felt for him, you know, and it was a lot. I mean, it just to get up some days was right. a tremendous effort. Tremendous. So... Man, uh, sorry for your loss, of course. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. But uh, proud that you're bringing this to the state yeah. again. Yes. <laughs> Every year we're trying. Um, so Next now year. it's called Senate Bill 1076. Yep. Um, it's prescription. Basically, you can explain it, but it's – explain the process. So that, should, should this law go through and you ha or anyone has to deal with this, what, what's the game plan? What's the strategy? So if you have a doctor already and you they determine that you have a terminal illness and it progresses to a point where they feel that within six months easily you could pass away any time within that six months, you have to get two doctors to sign off on that. So not only your primary doctor, but a second doctor has to come in and look mm -hmm. at all of um, your stuff. The and, charts and stuff. Yep. yep. Um, you have to have, make two requests um, you have to self-ingest. You have to be mentally competent. Um, so there are a lot of safeguards in place. Oh, they added another one in this year because um, they rewrote the language of it. You have to be 21 years of age to be able to be even eligible for this. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, you said the pill is a 30-day thing, right? 
for the two requests. I think there's, you mean like that? No, no, the actual prescription. Okay, so the prescription is, I didn't even know this, but it comes in a variety of pills. And so basically when someone passes, it can not be so pretty. You can go into convulsions and you can defecate. And so there's a series of a lot of pills that put you in a calm state that help your heart rate slow down to the point of stopping it keeps you from defecating it basically is a very very peaceful way to go um so you have to take those 30 pills and you know undo the capsules and put them into some water and you know self-ingested or drink it down oh i misunderstood i i thought I mean, when I, we were talking pre-show i thought you meant it was like a 30 day no no like, no almost like weaning off 30 pills 30 there's pills. about 30 pills now i don't know specifically that, that but yeah, yeah. there's more than just one pill okay. i don't think they'd ever just put because the question pill. i was going to lead into there with i misunderstood you was if at day 25, they're no, they're no longer physically able to take no. the pill. Are they going to stop it? I no. guess. So it's one shot, but it's 30 pills. Absolutely. When and there's make, a system in it. and Yeah, so that it helps the body be very much at peace yeah. and not have any trouble. Um, gotcha. Not always, you know, a pretty scene when someone no. does. No, I can imagine it uh, as much. My husband worried about that a lot. He right. always researched that, and he said... If, God forbid, something should happen when I pass and all of that, please take care of that before the funeral home comes to get me or a doctor sees me. He goes, that would humiliate me. Even though he wasn't going to be here, he was worried about what, what you know his body would go through. Right. And I was like, I wouldn't have even known to research that. But he, it bothered him right. greatly. Right. It really did. And this was, is all done at home? It can be if or you're you in, in home a, hospice. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can, if you get a medical prescription and this does go through and it's legal. So it's, it's legal in 11 states right now. Yeah. Um, including what, what's the DC. major pushback? Why does this never go through every year? Um, I think there's some religious aspect to it. Um, I think that secular groups come out. Um, disability groups and because they don't believe in it they they throw you off in saying that they feel like it could be a trickle-down effect and then it would be put on to them which is absolutely how the safeguards in there would never if you have a disability or you don't have a disability if you don't want this right. you're not going to get this so to use an entire group of people to say that that it could trickle down into that is it it shouldn't even be fo- a focus right and you you probably feel that none of these people pushing back were ever in your situation I'm sure some of them are. I'm, but. I'm sure some of them are and had a good hospice experience. We happen to not have a good hospice experience. And my take is, why not have all the options available? I mean, does everybody think you can just take a purple pill and everybody dies perfectly? That right. is not how it happens. You know, the end of my husband's life was not good. It wasn't. Yeah. The last week was horrific for him. He almost passed a week before. We got him a lift assist. The hospice people revived him by putting you know the trilogy machine back on him and all that carbon dioxide in him that night came out everywhere every place every orifice it came out he didn't even know what happened he's like what happened i was like you 
basically passed away almost. And we got you a lift assist from, you know, the town ambulance and police who assisted. And I just didn't want him passing in the living room because it was around 2 o'clock and the kids were getting off the bus. So I wanted him in the bedroom and it he got revived and a week late it was that week was one of the <coughs> worst weeks but you had one of the best because we you know got an extra five days of right. you know some talks and you know we, he got to experience his daughter's birthday but what he it was so it was so agonizing medically for him it shouldn't have it shouldn't have happened um, he ended up passing away and then my son's birthday was the following day so I mean, if you ask me my dad's date of death, I couldn't remember. I know his birthday, February 16th. Right. But we will forever remember the date of his death because it's the day before Patrick's birthday. So right. not something. And how old was Mike? Mike was 58 when he passed away. Yeah. So. Gone way too soon. Way too soon with young children. My son was, right. my youngest was 10 when he passed away. So mm. ALS is not pretty. When you're going through it, it's not a pretty outcome. You know, being a single mom now with two boys still at home, I mean, teenage boys don't want to be around their mother on a best day, on the best of days. <laughs> and here's me trying to set down rules. And, right. You know, it's... And uh, they don't have their dad to bounce off. Are you sure mom's right about this? Exactly. <laughs> yes. You know, it's always better when two people come at it like listen to your mom or actually your mom's right and then the other one walks away and lets it unfold right yeah I don't have that I'm the good and the bad and nobody wants to be around the bad when there's a bad you just kind of like ugh I don't want to be around that right well they're stuck with me where's the tequila (laughs) (laughs) so outside of you going through this whole horrific experience why are you here now I know why you're here but what got you to this point where you're going to the to the state senate. You're, you're, you know, obviously yeah. I know what your cause is. Yes. But a lot of people, this happens to them and they just move on with their lives. Right. But you're actually taking a stand or right. trying to really get this passed so some other people, you know, don't have to go through what you had to go through. Absolutely. Um, so my husband fought very hard for this. He really wanted um, that option, an option to have autonomy over his own body. Um, the state of Connecticut feels very strongly about that for women and if they want to have an abortion mm-hmm. or, you know, helmet laws out there. Everybody should have autonomy over their own body no matter what. The representatives on the committees should vote the way their constituents, um, their voice says that they want. And, you know, more than 70% or 60% want this to pass. My husband went and testified. I saw what my husband went through in those last days. Um, You know, he went from a very strong man from doing whatever he wanted to do to having a wife that had to pull up his pants. You know, take care of him. So you're continuing his legacy. And I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for my kids. If God forbid, I mean, we've all seen two parents get stuff like this or. I mean, cancer or something. Mm-hmm. And if this happens to me, I do not want them having to make those decisions. I will. Yes, I've got a full picture of what most people don't have to go through. But if something should happen to me, I want that option for myself. And I am carrying that forward. Yes, there's a part of me that I am proud that I am carrying my husband's legacy forward, that he started um, 
but I want this for myself and I'm up there fighting because I believe everybody should be able to make decisions for their own body. Right. So you go on Monday morning, right? Yep, Monday Um, the 27th. You're in front of this... Public health committee first. Public health, okay. And if that passes through, it'll go to the Senate or the House. How far has it gotten before? It went through the public health committee for the first time in 17 years last year. Okay. They stuck it in with the COVID bill and then they tabled it because obviously right. that is was you, there was never going to be enough time to do both of those. Right. So that's we, a whole nother topic. It yeah. should be. Right. It should have been a separate issue. Uh-huh. But listen, the COVID years were hairy and yeah. not good decisions were made all around. And then there was lots of good decisions. So we're all trying to move forward through that. So this. So hopefully year, that's all behind this year. Yes, and we have the strictest. Um, um, regulations in this new Senate Bill 1076 than any other state out there. So, you know, they keep pushing back with change this language, change this verb, change this noun. You know, they've done that. It's this, this is really, this should be the year that this passes. Connecticut should be in the forefront of this. We shouldn't have to have people leaving Connecticut. Sharon, who has cancer, who was on the documentary with me, had to leave and get residency somewhere else. She should be able to buy her own house back and live in her own house and pass, knowing that she can make that decision at the end if it gets really bad. Right, right. It's it's definitely a... Again, like we were talking, I was like, you know, last time I thought about this was like Dr. Kevorkian and, and... I, I think I was a kid, yeah, you know, or a teenager at least. When you're and, not faced with it, right. it's not something it's like, you think you know, about. It's just you saw him on the news as this weird old man, and you know, back then it was archaic, and yeah. you know, it was like a gas chamber almost, you know, and it wasn't very humane. Yeah. Right. Um, Funny you bring this up. So the other day I was at Stonebridge, and there was a young gentleman sitting next to me, and I had met him before, and we brought up this subject, and because uh, I was writing the letter to the News Channel 12, and I yeah. asked him how to spell this one word. He goes, I remember you. And I said, you know, you can testify. I can send you the registration link. Anybody can do that. Right. And he goes, honestly, I go, yeah. I go, he goes, it's not really an issue I need to be concerned with at my age. I go, great point. I go, I have met so many people your age that have died because of the things I've seen and being in this world. I go, if... You were presented with an illness, a terminal illness. Would you... I go, do you have a girlfriend or a wife? He goes, no. I go, so who would take care of you? I go, I bet it would be your mom. He he goes, yes, my mom is still around and it probably would be her. I go, you want her pulling up your pants? Showering you? Maybe shoving a suppository up your ass? You want that? He goes, oh my God. I go, don't wait until it's too late. You young people are going to be 30, 40, and 50 one day. I go... Many people your age do die. He goes, oh, my God, you just rattled my cage. I go, right. I'm not trying to. He goes, no, shit, this is really an important issue. And all issue. it is is an option. It's, I said it's an right. option. You don't have you to don't agree have to do with it. it. They're if not going to send you the pills and you have to take them. Exactly right. my point. You right. don't have to take it if you don't want it, but don't try to say what somebody else should do right. with their own body if they're already suffering at the end. Right. And people that want this want to actually live a fuller life they want to squeeze more things in so that then at the end when they are suffering they can say enough they will fit more things in knowing they're at peace knowing that they have this option yeah 
I mean, like, you know, I don't want to make this a, a, a debate about abortion and stuff, but common sense drives me to believe that in this state where it's pro-choice, that it's kind of the same thing. So they're, they're giving the woman the option to either abort the child or bear it. Right. So when someone's terminally ill, they should have, I feel, they should have the option to just melt away and kind of yep, whatever or right. you know, yeah, or end up peacefully. I agree. Um, again, I haven't thought about this topic in forever, you yeah. know, so I, I most you know. people, you know, most people don't understand how you actually pass away of ALS. Yeah. Do you, do you know? Um, I mean, your heart is a muscle. I don't know what it, what so it, it's your lungs are a muscle. Okay. And so you can not have use of your hands. Your head can be drooping. You cannot walk. And you're still there yeah. with your mind, um, but when your lungs give out. But your lungs don't give out like that. Right. I mean, it's they. Slow. Can you imagine? You know how it is when you choke, or when you gasp for air, you choke on air, or you know you swallow water wrong, or you're in a pool right. and you start. Imagine shallow breathing for weeks on end. It's, it is, panicking. It is panicking. Right. Literally. I mean, I. In order to understand the trilogy mask that forces in Aaron helped him when he slept at night so that he could have the energy and not have labored breathing so he could have more energy during the day, I tried it out once. Oh, my God. It was one of the scariest things. He, because he was so exhausted from the labored breathing, was forced to this. It would actually, he learned to do it and then it would give him peace, but initially... It, I, it brought tears to my eyes that right. this is how he's breathing every day. It, it's not something someone should go through. But yeah, you basically gasp for air until you slowly stop breathing. Ugh. It's it's a horrific death. It's one of the most horrific deaths. And I'm sure your husband knew this because he was always he researching did. it and always researching, always trying to find something better, always trying to find find a way out because. Connecticut didn't allow it. We all know that there's people who have taken their own life because of terminal illnesses when they're not allowed this. I mean, it's happened in Connecticut. It happened last year. Did you um, Did you guys ever think about moving What? Yep. just for the sake of yep. being able to do this? We found a place in New Hampshire, someone who you know, had a rental, and uh, we were going to go. And he's like, what am I going to do? I'll bring four kids, take them out of the school system sell our house, get it out of our name. You have to prove residency up there. He goes, we're exhausted just from going back and forth to the doctor's appointments. Right. I go, he goes, I'm so angry that this is not something we can do here. It just, it, it, it was on his mind a lot and it shouldn't have had to been. Right. He's like, this is my life. This is my body. I should be able to do this. I'm like, I know, hon. Right. I was like, what? I go, if you want to do this, I will do everything. I will make it happen. It would have been exhausting. I was already exhausted at the end. Right. You know, but I would have done Is it. Is New Hampshire the closest state? It's, it's not in Mass or... I, I think I have that, that all the my states. Bad, my bad research. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Washington, D.C., Oregon, California, Montana, Colorado, New Mexico, Maine, Vermont, New Jersey, Washington, D.C., and Washington State. Okay. So New Jersey, Vermont. D.C., huh? That's odd. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Funny. You can have... You can... Take the pill in Orange, New Jersey, but you can't take it in Orange, Connecticut. Right. Oh, That's right. screwed up. 
So uh, what's your what's your strategy on Monday? You've you've been up there before, so you you're not you're not. Um, I've done it walking. on Zoom before. Right. Well, always. Oh, 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 so this is your first in person. This is my first in person. It's to make your be passions really... and passion speech. Yeah. Um, you get three minutes. Yeah. To the buzzer, so then, you have uh, to practice. Next. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I know. I see. I, I watch these fan. <laughs> um, you going up with a crew? Like how many people are testifying uh, on your ba- or on the cause's behalf? I should. Say. I don't know. I don't know you're how on, many. On you going that. up by yourself? I will drive up myself. But are you meeting, you know, you have... I know a few people yeah. because we've testified before and I'll sit with them. Um, I don't know what number I'll draw. Last time I drew number 67 and they had, I think, 150 people testifying. And unfortunately... It's so, all pro or it's both? It's both. I yeah. mean, the Public Health Committee is hearing all testimony. Yeah. So, and you can send in written testimony also. If anybody wants the link, they can contact me or contact me through the show. Um, but... Uh, you know, I mean, they were up there, I think, till 4 a.m. last time. Yeah. Um, so I drew 67, but some of these senators on either side will eat up a lot of time. And I'm like, everybody should have three minutes and get, like, one or two questions. That's just how it should be. It It's just too long. So I think it, like, it starts at 9. I think at, like, noon, 1 o'clock, they were at, like, number 38. I was like, oh, good. This is, I'll get on by, like, 3 right. o'clock. And then some doctor got on there, and I think, you know, medical doctors are allowed to speak as long as they want. Filibuster. I think, yeah, I think it was like 8.45 at night. There was this 90-year-old woman. She didn't get on until midnight. She did it. I mean, she had, like, her PJs on and a blanket. I was like, we got to do better at this. Like, you know, how about neither side eat it up? That way there's no advantage on either side. Just everybody gets three minutes, or everybody gets, you made it two minutes, I'd fit my speech. And I would do it the right way, and I would get it in in the two minutes. Right. And if you got a question or two afterwards, fine. Even if you limited it to one question, there's unlimited questions. Right. Both sides just need to do better at this, you know? Well, I feel when it comes to politics that th- their minds are already made up. I mean... Some of them, and you know, that's unfortunate because they have a job to do. And right. if you're on the public health committee and you've chosen to sit on this committee and you've been gifted this awesome privilege... You should be looking at what your constituents want and vote that way. Even if you personally are against it, do your job. Right. Yeah. See. <laughs> you do your hope. job. Yeah. You would hope. You would think. So you, you're most likely going to get through tomorrow. Um, tomorrow Monday. I um, will stay until then. I will pack a lunch. <laughs> no. What I mean is, like, it should it pass last year through this stage. We are hoping that yeah, it will so pass again, again in the public and that'll health. And it'll be on its own. Not coupled in with covid hopefully um hopefully they don't table it then the next step is it goes to the senate for vote senator house and i don't know if we'll have to become a public vote at one point or no no so this is strictly the lawmakers are so the public why you gotta reach out to your senators reach out to your representatives i've already reached out to mine and told her how i've told her my story about someone in the town that she represents and every year mary wielander writes a letter on our behalf and says, this is what one of my constituents went through. Please pay attention to this and please vote in favor of giving everybody, you know, their own, their own say over their own body. She's great. Yeah. She really is. Yeah. She is someone who gave me a firm answer and promised to write a letter every year on our behalf. And she does it. She's good. really good. Good. Yeah. I mean, a lot, a, lot, a lot of people hear, like, what you just said is, like, you know, contact your local whatever. Right. And it no, matters. I, I No, I, be, I believe yeah. that. I just don't think people do it enough. 
They don't. And it's, you know. it's tricky. Like, how do you find that out? Go to the judiciary. Go to the government. Yeah. Go on the website and find out. It's a great way to say, like, who is my... Most people don't know who their representative is. Right. I didn't at one point. I was like, oh, I think it's... It forced me to research it, even if you just find out the name. Yeah. You know? It has their phone number right there. Just call. Yeah. Hey, I'm one of your representatives. I'm not in favor of this. Hey, I'm one of your constituents. Right. I am in favor of this. Please, please vote yes or contact someone that you know and write a letter. This is who, this is what I want. I, it's, it can be as simple as that. You don't have to do the speech. You don't have to go up there. You can just make one phone call, tell them how you feel, and ask them to write a letter on your behalf. Right. Easy. And it works out for you. It worked out. It, it does. All right. Well, Jen, best of luck to you on Monday. Thank and you. Moving forward. Thank um, you for bringing this to light. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, it's something uh, I will be rethinking and doing a little more research on it that yeah. you brought it to my attention. I hope my listeners, yeah, you know, give it a little more attention. Yeah, um, and I'll let you know after Monday when yeah. it, if it passes or not. Yeah, hopefully um, it will. Good luck. Pack a lunch. <laughs> Hope you don't draw 182. Exactly. Oh, let's all pray for it. I mean, can you leave and come back? You know you're not going to be on for a while. Um, Good. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, rest in peace to your husband, Mike. Thank um, you very much. I know you struggled with all that, and uh, I'm sure yeah. he's in your heart every day. Yes. Uh, yes, I appreciate so, that. And uh, his legacy will go on, and I, I hope this goes through for you. Thank you very and, much. Uh, it's, again, people, it's just an option. Yes, it is just an option. Just you an don't option. have to take it. And by someone doing it that lives upstate Connecticut is not going to affect your daily life. Absolutely. So, but it affects all the lives around him. Absolutely. So, well said. Yes. Well said. Thank you. Thanks so much. I will see you. Uh, I'm sure I'll see you at Stonebridge. Come in Monday night. We'll, uh, I'll pour you some tequila <laughs> and, uh, to celebrate your uh, first leg victory oh, hopefully yes and wish me luck I'm not yeah. great at public speaking <laughs> uh, you were great today you'll be Thank fine you. <laughs> just a little nipper on the side <laughs> loosens you right up <laughs> Jen thanks so much, Thank um, you very much and again good luck Thank you. you're welcome much. have, have a good day. day you too